Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. I'm Adriana Scori, a Canadian Rockies hiking, adventure, and travel mom to my two-year-old Turner and newborn baby Nash, and founder and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick-Eberly, mama to Collins and Deacon. We love exploring between our two homes in Alberta, Canada and Washington State, USA. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Hi y'all, Lauren here. I'm recording this on the day that we released our 100th episode, which is a pretty big deal, or it feels like a pretty big deal. And I am just in awe looking back and thinking about what has happened in the last two years. At the point that we started this podcast, Adrian and I both had children that were under the age of one, and we had just experienced our a lot of firsts with them, including our first winter. And that was a lot of where what we were talking about at the beginning, how to dress your babies for winter and dress your kids for winter and and safety in the outdoors and all the things that we're still talking about. But it's just amazing how in two years we have now added to our families and we each now have two kids. And along the way, we've learned so much from trial and error and also from the amazing experts on this podcast and the amazing adventure families on this podcast. So we're going to talk about something today that we've talked about in the past with other people, and that's traveling with kids. But the reason I wanted to talk about it today is because I have recently done a solo plane travel trip with my two kids aged two and a half, a bit over two and a half, and just now two months old. (laughs) So I was solo parenting, heading to the airport, at the airport on the airplane and then back from the airport again. And there's just a few things that I found really helped me make it smooth. So I wanted to share that today and kind of talk a bit about it. Everyone's going to have their own experience. So there's not one right way to do it. As with many things that we've learned about in this podcast, there's so many different ways that different adventure families will do it. But I just want to share some tips in case you find yourself in a situation where you will be the only adult with multiple kids and especially young kids (laughs) to keep entertained and safe while plane traveling. So the first thing is that when we were heading to the airport, we had to get a ride. So you need to get car seats in the car. So many different ways you can do this, but I have 
tried the rental car seats in the past or getting cars that have car seats in them. And I'm just not super happy with the quality of the car seats and perhaps how they're put in and that kind of thing. So I decide to travel with my car seats as much as possible. And because I'm in the States right now, I have options for travel car seats that are very lightweight and really easy to use and transport. So I'll be talking about it from that perspective, but you definitely need to check your regulations wherever you go because um, the two car seats that I'm going to mention right now are not allowed to be used in Canada because they do not follow the Canadian regulations. So make sure you know the regulations based on where you're going or even things like how old a kid needs to be when facing forward that can change from state to state. So just looking into the rules for where you're traveling and then deciding what you feel comfortable with. The car seats I'm using right now for my kids for travel is for my older daughter, the Waybe. And right now I actually still have her rear facing because that's the safest way to be, but the Waybe is forward facing. But because she's over two, she is fully able to use that and still be safe. And then for my newborn, we are using the Duna, which is wonderful because it it has a base, but you can also use it without the base and safely get into the car. And then it also turns into a stroller. So it's very convenient for travel, super, super convenient for travel. Neither of these are inexpensive. So again, there's many options that can work for other people, but those were great for me traveling by myself with the kids. So getting in the car, what I did is I at home already had my newborn in the stroller car seat, the Duna, and then I had the other car seat ready to go. And so I loaded up the car with the bags, the car that picked us up. And then I had my daughter, my toddler at my side while I put the newborn in the car and strapped him in all safely. And she was waiting nicely beside me. (laughs) And if you have a toddler that isn't going to wait nicely beside you, I suggest getting them in the car so that they're still safe and not running around on the street. And then I got her car seat in the car and she hopped in. So that worked really smooth for us. And I really suggest practicing beforehand. So practicing with those car seats, because in the moment when you're rushing and trying to get both car seats in and everything in the car, it can be feel overwhelming, especially if you have a driver waiting for you and all those things. So practicing, practicing, practicing is really key. Then arriving at the airport, you're going to have to remove those car seats. So trying to figure out with your kids who's getting out first and that kind of thing. And again, with the Duna, it's really convenient because it just popped up into a stroller. So I didn't actually have to take him out of the car seat. I just unbuckled it and then got him out and then got the bags out, got my daughter out. And she was really pumped to push the stroller for my newborn, which was super handy around the airport the whole time, but also handy at that point because then I could get her car seat out as well. Something that I have for both car seats is a backpack carrier. You might call me crazy, but I will not check the car seats. And that is because I have just heard too many horror stories and seen myself damage car seats or car seats that get lost. 
lost. And especially at this time of travel, it just seems like everything's getting lost. So I just don't want to risk it. And you are able to gate check those. No problem. The only hassle is that you have to carry them around the airport. So me solo traveling, I have the Duna that we're pushing. <laughs> I have the Wavy on my back in the backpack, which also, what's really handy about that is you can stuff some extra stuff in there too. So it's kind of like an extra carry-on if you need it to be. And then my daughter had her carry-on luggage, which again, not inexpensive, but super convenient for what we needed it for, is the Jet Kids Stoke, I believe it's called. I'll link it up in the show notes. And it's luggage that the kid can sit on and you can pull them around. So when my daughter got tired or needed a rest... I could pull her so I could push the stroller, pull her, have my carry-on backpack on my front and have her car seat on my back. So are you get are you catching this? <laughs> I was a pack mule through the airport, but it all worked out great cuz I could get all kids wrangled and keep going. And the other amazing thing is that we did not have to wait for luggage on the other end. So if we were going on a trip, even with solo travel, where I needed a bunch of liquids or a lot more clothes or anything like that, then obviously we would have to check some luggage, but it was really nice to not have to. So yeah, I really recommend the gate check. And sometimes when you check in at the airport, they'll give you a gate check. Either ways, just once you're through security and you're at your gate, you just go up and you ask them, you tell them you have how many strollers, car seats, that kind of thing you have. And then you drop them off at an area right before you get on the plane. And then you pick them up once you get off the plane right at that area as well. So that's a decision that people can make what works best for them. A huge thing when traveling with kids in general, but especially if you're traveling as a solo parent, is give yourself so much extra time. It is so much more calm when you can just go at whatever pace your kids need or the pace that your kids want to go. So in my case, my daughter wanted to push my son through the airport and I could just let her do that because I knew we had enough time. We also got delayed by a few hours. <laughs> so we really had extra time, but it was just nice that if she needed a minute to even, you know, work through an emotion or whatever, I could be like, okay, we're not in a rush. We're not in a rush. So give yourself as much extra time as possible. Something that was amazing in the Seattle airport, and I don't know if other airports have this now too, but I'm going to look into it is something called spot saver. So if you know what time you're getting to the airport, you can go to spot saver and check in for security and they'll save your spot 15 minutes before or 15 minutes after that. So in this case, I really knew what time we were getting to the airport because the car was picking us up and I could kind of gauge what time we'd, we'd get there. So it is fantastic with kids. You go to the spot saver, which is at the security check-in and they pretty much let you to the front. So it's like having premium seating. <laughs> And I mean, there's still a lot of people that do the spot saver. So I'm not saying that you won't still have a line to wait in, but it was so much quicker. And anytime you can wait in less lines with kids, it is huge. So that was fantastic spot saver. I hope more airports have it and I'll definitely be checking into that. I already talked about the backpacks for travel car seats. That is huge. I, when I was waiting in that security line, I also saw some people having just like a strap around their car seat. So they just wore it as a backpack. So that's also an option if you don't want to invest in buying an actual backpack for the car seat. But like I said, you can stuff more stuff in those 
travel backpack car seats. So that also is a benefit, especially in when you're in changing seasons, because we are dressed for winter. So I could then take off all of our jackets and just put those in that backpack when we are walking through the airport. Oh yeah. So Jet Kids Stoke, so huge. Cause even waiting in line, my daughter could just sit on that toddler ride on luggage. It was so convenient. And with that luggage, I guess, depending on the airplane and the airline and what the rules are, when you're in flight, you can actually push it in the like how do I describe it? Where your legs would be in the seat so that it can turn in kind of a long bed, kind of like a long bed shape for your kid so they can lie down a bit more on the plane and have a nap. We did not use it for that purpose yet. We just put it in the stowaway on the airplane, losing my words. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I think it's really convenient that if you were on a longer flight, you could have a way to help your kids sleep in a bit more comfy position. So that's something that is really cool about the luggage too, and maybe worth the crazy price. (laughs) All right. So what else do I want to talk about? Oh, bathroom breaks. Bathroom breaks are a challenge when you are solo parenting in the airport, just because you have to bring everything with you. (laughs) So The next time I traveled with my husband and our kids and I could just walk to the bathroom and leave the luggage and the kids with him, I felt so light. I was like, what is this? (laughs) But when you are solo parenting, you need to bring everyone with you. So just try and schedule them as much as possible. And if you can use a family washroom, even better. We made sure we went before and after the flight because those washrooms on the plane are very small. So to have everyone go to the washroom on there is not as convenient, still sometimes needs to happen. But if you can kind of time it and go before and after and use the family washroom, that is really great. Then entertainment for the older kids in my situation, because I need to feed my youngest, which you need for the plane anyways, but I just make sure I have for my older daughter, things that will keep her entertained and keep her by my side for extended periods of time when we're having to stop in the airport for feedings and on the plane. So some activities that we've talked about in previous podcasts, and again, I'm going to link up the other travel podcast episodes, was books. My daughter loves reading, thankfully, reading to herself or me reading to her, and that's really helpful. Coloring, also the no mess coloring. There's so many different options for that, which are really great for the plane or in the airport. Posted notes, any anything that kind of sticks on the windows of the airplane or anything like that puzzles really tiny ones obviously um and depending the age of your kid and what they can handle because if it's a mess and you're picking pieces up off the airplane floor the whole time then that's not very convenient but those are all great things for the first time on the last two flights, we gave my daughter headphones. So she's actually, she's done some crazy travel days with us. We even had a 19 hour travel day one time and she did not use a screen at all, except the last 10 minutes of the final drive where we just showed her videos of herself. (laughs) And that's just because she's used to not having screen time and we're choosing to not really use screen time on the planes as well. But if you choose to, or if that's helpful, 100% go for it, especially travel times. I know a lot of adventure families have said like, this is a unique situation and anything you can do to entertain your kids during that time, especially if you are solo parenting and traveling. 
but I am not really great with technology and I don't have shows on my phone and we don't have an iPad for her yet or any of those kind of things. So what we did is we got her headphones with the brand Puro and they're noise canceling. So it's also very calming on the plane, which was nice. And I just played her music. So I downloaded a bunch of al- albums that she loves on my phone and she listened to that for a ton of time, just sitting there enjoying and listening and closing her eyes. So headphones once your kid you feel comfortable with the age for your kids great and if that turns into shows for them too I have found what works best for us is start with nothing and slowly add on one thing at a time and that helps you get by so starting off with just looking out the window and then maybe it's time for a snack and then maybe we pull out a book and then maybe we pull out a coloring you got my drift, et cetera, et cetera. I think if you start with a show, you might be watching shows the entire flight. And if you're cool with that, that's totally okay. But if you're not cool with that, I suggest pushing it to the last thing or when you're in a desperate situation. (laughs) Because my youngest is breastfeeding, that was really great for takeoff and landing for their ears. If you are not breastfeeding, just serving a bottle or a soother anything that will help their sweet little ears when they're older and they're not breastfeeding anymore or not taking a bottle there are some water bottles with a sucking motion that would help them or just a snack or something so that they're chewing and that will help their ears but what I've started doing for my daughter not that it's the greatest for sugar content but I have got her the yum earth lollipops and she knows that she gets them just for takeoff and landing and I don't give them to her until the plane literally starts moving because then it's kind of the perfect time that she can suck on that to help with her ears. Something I just want to mention that I just love in general when we're flying is flight food. I will link that up because I also have a discount code for that, but we use it all the time when we are traveling because it is great for immunity for the radiation, for hydration, circulation, so many amazing things. And I have used it when I've been pregnant, when I'm not pregnant, my daughter takes it. It's also great just as a wonderful drink for immunity when you're not traveling. So I will share that too. And as we always say in pretty much every podcast when it comes to any sort of adventure with kids is just keep your expectations at bay. (laughs) So know that when you're traveling with kids, especially if you're solo parenting and traveling, you're not really going to have time for you. It's not going to be a nice relaxed travel day where you can just read a book and have a tea. You are going to be on your toes the entire time, but just stay calm so that your kids can feel that energy as much as possible and know that you are going to get to the other side of wherever you're traveling to and it's going to be wonderful. And also take help where it's offered. I found when I was traveling alone, the amount of people that said, oh, can I help you, you know, get your stroller in a bag at gate check or can I help you with that? Or do you need anything was so sweet. And so it was just so nice that people are willing to help. So take that, you know, like don't, don't say, oh, I can do this all myself. If you need help and someone's offering to help, just take it and you can do this. You can do it. <laughs> so thanks for listening. I hope some of these tips help and I hope you get to go somewhere very soon. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.